0: Hello, I'm Luke.
1: Hiya, I'm Dave, and welcome to the Unbelievable Meat podcast. You hear from uh-huh. birthdays about a sweet 16. Today, Luke, is our Meat 16. It's another, <laughs> another episode of Unbelievable Meat, <laughs> as you will have gathered by now, episode 16. And I thought, considering we are really heading into the podcasting stratosphere, might yeah. be time, finally, to do a Space 11
0: Right. So, what better time to do it?
1: Instead of a world 11, we've got an out of this world 11.
0: Yeah. A, a, oh. An astronomical 11. Uh, do you want to kick us so, off? All right. So, I'm going to go for, I mean, I suppose we can chuck him in. You know, he is technically dead, and that is very sad. Uh, but we're going to have Gary Lightspeed. In.
1: Yep, and he was a lightning quick player in his uh, heyday. He so was, stuff. he
0: was, yeah. I'm
1: um I'm going to go with Nasser Chadley.
0: Brilliant. I've uh, oh, I'll tell you a, a story about him after this. If you remind me about it, it's to do with him being uh, as smooth as a sexy dolphin. I don't know if you wow. Uh, okay, I will
1: definitely yeah. not forget that.
0: All right. Um. Okay, going to go for. A, a Luna Dindan, remember Aruna Dindan?
1: I do, that's very good. Um, and I would put him up front with a not change much here, Wayne Mooney.
0: Brilliant, brilliant. He's, uh, he's a mainstay and he? he seems to be turning up a lot in our 11s lately. He does, uh, and he actually gonna...
1: isn't one of the phases of the moon called the waning moon. I didn't even think of that. <laughs> I think that's one of the it phases. Really of the is. If there yeah, are any any lunar experts listening, please yeah, let us if, know. Um, I, th- I think that is a thing—the waning moon.
0: If what's his name's listening, who's the bloke who used to do uh, the Sky at Night? Not Brian. Cox, I wanna... Is it? No, nah, it's like Brian Moore in it, but not the com- not the football commentator. He used to be the games master. Oh, Pat- didn't he, as well. Patrick Moore. Patrick, you mean. yeah, Patrick Moore. The guy with it. the
1: monocle.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if he's listening, uh, he's probably dead yeah. now, actually. But okay, we've no. had
1: so far we're halfway <laughs> through the team, and we've had two <laughs> massive diversions from the topic.
0: Um, I'm going to go for uh, midfield maestro, mate. Well, I'm not well, not really a maestro, more of a midfield uh, ankle breaker, Michael Blackhole.
1: Very good. I'm going to go with a. Uh, of course, you remember John Oster, played for Sunderland. Yep. I'm going for John Osteroid.
0: Brilliant. Brilliant. I remember him crashing into you. Uh, I'm going to go for Solar Campbell.
1: Excellent. I like that. I'm going to give you a choice of keepers this week. Actually, I've got two. I've got John Peter Schmeichel. Yeah. Or spacey Keller.
0: Oh, uh, let's go for spacey Keller just because you know, hope for Spurs and that didn't me. Yeah, fair enough. Um, I'm going to go for marc Antoine Neptune. You know, I've changed changed the planet's name a little bit there just to make it fit. But
1: I think that's fine. Um, also, talking of individual planets, Saturn Ibrahimovic.
0: <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, just trying to think oh he's come from out space at one time he was in a form that is not of this world but not so much these days Delhi Alien Delhi, Delhi Alien
1: yeah I can see it I like that <laughs> um, obviously on the other side of interplanetary <clears throat> North London you've got Planet jacker
0: Planet jacker and then holding it all together in the middle you've got Hyung min sun
1: absolutely do and i've got one here that i haven't done anything with which is just mark venus
0: (laughs) light work there mate um have you got have you got a team name that you can think of
1: yeah i was thinking we should honor the the planet that got demoted with a team who I've been going the other way, going going up the league recently. Up. Sorry, that was a very bad segue. But uh, <laughs> Pl- Pluton Town,
0: Pluton Town, good. Yeah, I like that. Could have Pluton Town, or we could just have LA Galaxy, couldn't we? But yeah, you know, very. I think, good, I think I think I think Pluton Town's better. Um, I mean, Luton is very around. much the
1: Los Angeles of Bedfordshire.
0: It has been called that. Yeah, yeah. By Did you know they call? Uh, do you know they call uh, Barbados the black pearl of the caribbean do you know that
1: do they that, i mean that's what i've heard they say that but i bet it doesn't have a weather spoons
0: probably not mate and it almost definitely doesn't have a uh, don't know what they call it pleasure beach
1: yeah yeah or winter gardens where i once did a dance once
0: or illuminations
1: but- so, Absolutely. Um. Before we have our weekly quiz, which I know you were setting this week, and I will yeah. shortly find out the theme of. Uh, would you like to talk about why NASA Chadley is a hairless dolphin or something?
0: Oh yeah, yeah. So I'm. Um, I i do not know if I'm remembering this right, but I remember ages ago someone on uh, someone on Twitter said that they, you know, they liked him. You know, said oh, He's a really good player, but he looks like a ha- he looks like a hairless sex dolphin. And uh, apparently he changed, his, he changed his Twitter name afterwards to just a little dolphin emoji. Uh, he was well into it. And apparently he was just like loving dolphins after that. It was like his thing.
1: That was the rejected forward. Robbie Williams single, of course, I'm loving <laughs> dolphins instead. <laughs> um, I just remembered this also reminded me of, I don't know why, but a story where Fabio Barini, the Liverpool player. Oh brilliant. You know, his sister, like a really sexy uh pair of oh, rem- yeah, I remember that. I don't know why I've just remembered this. But that, just, yeah. that was weird, wasn't it? Very odd.
0: Yeah, I don't I don't, yeah, I can remember. I can't remember what the context was in that now. And it was just strange. Uh I'm just
1: looking now. It appears to have been I don't know, I think it's about I thought it seems to be a birthday present, actually. But oh, yeah, God. he bought his sister a lingerie set, which is that's creepy,
0: isn't it though, in a way?
1: Yeah, it's not it's not a great thing to do.
0: Imagine to him like, well. oh yeah, come on, show me how much you, you you like your present, put it on. That's just weird, isn't it? Uh, it uh...
1: is, it is.
0: What what's even stranger is that he uh... Couldn't do it at Sunderland, but he's been. At, I don't know where he is now. I think he's is he still at AC Milan? Couldn't tell you. Uh, I I assume he's gone into the lingerie
1: business. To be honest, yeah, I hadn't
0: really heard about him up, for a while. Uh, Fabio Barre.
1: Wait, sorry, AC Milan summers.
0: <laughs> Brilliant, excellent. Uh, right, mate, I've done a little quiz for you here because. Uh, yes. I know you enjoyed the Boa and Morte quiz the other week, so I thought, right, I'll do one here for you. It's sort of serious, but right. not really.
1: Before we start, do you want to tell our listeners where I appear to be today?
0: Yeah. So we do these, uh, again, another little uh, peek behind the wizard's curtain right. here, but we record these over Zoom. And uh, if I just say that Dave is at Kent's premier catering premises... Uh, what the, is that what it's called Kent's Kent? yeah
1: Kent's ca- premier catering <laughs> venue and I will say yeah, it's it also it. uh to give a hint if you've listened to previous episodes which I'm sure you have because it's a great podcast um it is also popular with the Jehovah's Witness community
0: that's that's right yeah yeah it's uh the site of many baptism and Dave is at Priestfield oh. well his uh his background sort is of.
1: Allegedly,
0: I, uh, it's just remind me actually before we do this quiz. Remind me of that uh, documentary that we refer to occasionally, just on Gillingham that season. I think it was ninety, was it ninety nine or something like that? Two thousand. No,
1: because 99's the Man City final. I think it's. Oh, what was it's the year
0: before. Yes. Yeah. It's
1: yeah
0: it's ninety seven eight. Um, no, sorry. Ninety. Yeah. yeah ninety seven eight. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, it's just. Such a strange uh, strange documentary in it. And they keep rinsing Dario G uh, that song constantly Sun- playing.
1: Sunshine by Dario G, which was yes, uh, that's
0: it, yeah.
1: Number two in the charts at one point. And yeah, yeah. I mean, if you wanna see Adiac and draw some watercolours. Which I think yeah. is what everyone really wants
0: from life, and uh, it's all on YouTube. And Paul Paul, Paul setting up a PA system before his wife does a uh, pub singing giz, uh, gig. But She's it's funny a good he, voice. Actually. When he when he when he just looks at the camera and goes, "Big voice, small pub." <laughs> <laughs>
1: what a tour <tall laughs>
0: headline! <tight> <laughs> calls his son Bart Simpson as well, doesn't he? His son comes in, he's got loads of wet-look hair gel, and he goes, here he is, Bart Simpson.
1: So. <laughs> so a nice touch.
0: Excellent. Right, I uh, I won't bore you anymore with uh, ginningham anecdotes. Let's let's get on with a quiz. Right, so I've done ten questions here for you. So you okay. got ten points. ten points up for grabs, but potentially uh, you could get Bonus points here as well. Okay, I'm so game. I'm going to throw going to throw them in as well. Um, the first question that I've got for you is, what year did Rene Higuita perform his famous scorpion kick save? I I'll give you
1: think...
0: bo- I'll give you a bonus point if you can tell me who it was against. It
1: was against England. Yeah. Uh, I think it was 94. I think it was a friendly before Columbia went to the World Cup.
0: Oh, so close. It was a friendly game against England at Wembley, um, but it was 1995.
1: Oh, for your so 96 close. then.
0: Yeah, so close, mate. So close. Um, was that a half
1: point for then it was against England?
0: I'll give you a full point for that. You've got a bonus point, so you get a full point there.
1: Um,
0: This one's... I don't know if this one's quite difficult or if it's quite obvious, but this is the highest... um... Hang on, let me just work this out. I'm sure I've got this right. So it's the highest save percentage in Premier League highest penalty save percentage in Premier League history. So which goalkeeper has the highest penalty save percentage? Doesn't necessarily mean he's saved the most amount of penalties. It's just based on the amount of penalties that they face the highest amount to the highest percentage.
1: I'm going to go niche and go with Jersey Dudek because he was good at saving penalties.
0: Oh, It's not, it's not a bad shout, but with an unbelievable 45.5% save rate, is Dimitri Karin. Uh,
1: Chelsea's uh, Russian love
0: machine,
1: yeah. to yeah. paraphrase
0: Boney so, <laughs> so he faced 11 penalties in his uh, time at Chelsea, and he saved five of them. Um Pretty good. The, high, the highest penalty save rate of all time uh, in, in the Premier League. So faced... Actual penalty saved was David James. He faced sixty three penalties and saved thirteen. So not a great percentage in comparison, but in terms of actual actual numbers, yeah, numbers stopped. He stopped the most penalties. You know, um,
1: uh, returning to the eleven, actually, Dimitri Carine. I don't know if he still is, but quite recently was the goalkeeping coach at Luton or Pluton Town. Oh, brilliant.
0: Will. He probably still is, actually. Six degrees uh, of
1: Dimitri Kari. Uh, oh, hang on. Soon. I've,
0: just, I've just, just Wikipedia'd him, and he apparently he's the goalkeeping coach at Hemel Hempstead now. So uh,
1: moving down in the world. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, this might be an easy one for you, or it might not. The only goalkeeper to ever win the Ballon d'Or? Buffon? Oh, I'll, I'll give you another shot. It's not a bad shout because Buffon was voted, I think it was PFA, best goalkeeper of all time. But the only goalkeeper to ever win the Ballon d'Or was a little bit before Buffon's time.
1: Uh, He knows off.
0: It was Lev Yashin.
1: Oh,
0: I was going to say Lev Yashin was my second guess, genuinely, but I didn't know that the Ballon d'Or had been going that long. It was I, I, like I thought an as 80's well. Thing. When I was researching this, I thought, oh, "No way has he won that." That's the, your Ballon d'Or's what? what uh, not not that old, surely. But yeah, it's been going for uh, quite a while. Um, right, which goalkeeper famously had a fight on the pitch with two Royal Antwerp fans? And I'll give you, I'll give you a bonus point, just because you almost got Lev Yashin. I'll give you a bonus point if you can tell me what team he was on loan at, or what team this, what year this happened in. I guess
1: what guess Royal Antwerp.
0: Yeah. So
1: I don't know. I know about this. Isn't going to get me point, but it's just a random anecdote. When Danny Higginbottom and Ronnie Walworth tried to throttle a ref <laughs> when they played for Royal Antwerp, um,
0: <laughs> I'll give you a clue: the goalkeeper is English, and I think he I think he later played for Eastleigh. Uh, if that helps, uh,
1: it should, but it doesn't because, uh, <laughs> as we've by now established, my goalkeeper knowledge is not very good. Uh, I'm gonna take a pass on that, but I'm gonna guess two thousand and four.
0: Oh, so close. So it was in the 02 03 season. All right. The goalkeeper was Graham Stack on loan oh, Graham from Arsenal. Stack.
1: Yeah. He <laughs> yeah. later
0: was the Barnet
1: goalie.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He was on loan at uh, Bavern, Be- I think they're called. Oh, Bevern. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, he was there. Yeah. 2002 2003 season. Uh, he was on. He was in the goal for Beveren, and there was Royal Antwerp fans behind the goal were throwing like missiles at him and stuff. And apparently, he picked one up uh, and launched it back into the crowd. And they broke down a metal barricade uh, that was keeping them off the pitch. Two fans ran over to him. He knocked one of them out, uh, and had a fight with the other one so i'll share the video on the uh, on the twitter after this just so that any listeners can have a watch of it but yeah it's quite a sight to uh sight to hold there
1: i'm not doing very well on this quiz but i am actually learning quite a lot so if i have to take another unrelated goalkeeper quiz in a few months i think <laughs> this trouncing to- is actually gonna stand me in quite good stead
0: to be fair, the, the quiz that I've made here is more... I haven't made the uh, the questions that easy. I've just tried to pick like interesting goalkeeping stories.
1: That's fun, so, mate. I'm enjoying it. I'm yeah.
0: learning. Um, we've got one here, mate. This is a, 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 a little bit of a... It's a weird one as well. I'm not expecting you to get this, but if you do, I'll give you a bonus point on top of the original point. Is it also and,
1: Dimitri Karin?
0: <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, but no. there is also a bo- there is a bonus point involved in this question as well. So there's a potential three points up for grabs here. Um, which goalkeeper confessed to stealing an animal from a beach whilst playing in New Zealand and has, be- has then been questioned over the theft of the same animal from a German zoo? And you get a bonus point for guessing what animal it was. So a New Zealand
1: probably a New Zealand born keeper so I don't know oh, I' am just trying to think of keepers from that part of the world I'll
0: give you um, I'll give you a little clue there just to move you back into the hot zone mate he okay. was uh, he, he was questioned over the theft of that the same type of animal from a German zoo oh okay so he's not he's not a Kiwi I'll give you that.
1: I'm trying to think of German keepers who've had a nomadic career. So my guess is gonna be Ron Robert Zieler, who's the one who was at United in Hanover. And oh. I reckon I reckon that the animal I think it's gonna be a koala.
0: you oh. you're you you're not far off with the goalkeeper in terms of it being a nomadic German goalkeeper, but the goalkeeper was Lutz still. whose uh, oh, biography Dan, I'm reading. Who at the you're moment. reading
1: a book about. I have, <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. And the animal was uh, a penguin. So he's, Lutz has played all over the world. I, right?
1: I Can I just say, I noticed me getting on the defensive after my poor whizzing performance. <laughs> I don't think a penguin is an animal. Of course it is. It's not. It's basically yeah. a big fish. It's not no, an it's, animal.
0: Yeah, but fish are animals as well.
1: I don't know. It's yeah. When, I, it when I hear animal, I, I don't know. I think <laughs> of something furry
0: or something you can eat. No, no, everything's an animal. But then they're broken down into like mammals, birds, fish. I'm, I'm not convinced that a penguins an animal. I'm gonna have to check. <laughs> it. the way, it's also a chocolate bar, but it it's definitely an animal. Um, okay. but all right the story the story beyond this is right uh, so he's played all over the world he's played in Singapore I think he's played in China uh, you know he's if you he, if he's played in all four continents that's his claim to, to sort of like, fame and um, when he was in like Far East and that used to have like pet monkeys and stuff like that so he was known for having like exotic pets and and uh, when he was in New Zealand, he nicked a penguin off the beach, put it in his bathtub, uh, kept it for two days and then took it back. Like A few years later, because he confessed to that in his uh, biography, a few years later, there was a... I think it was a, pe- a penguin that was stolen from, I think it was uh, a zoo in... Let me just look because I've got it here. On just it was Mannheim. So there's a park in Mannheim. I know Mannheim.
1: Man yeah,
0: a penguin got um, kidnapped and then was found in the car in a, in a car park somewhere with his head cut off, and the police questioned him over it. Uh, oh, because yeah, he didn't he didn't do it. They was just like, oh, do you know anyone who's nicked a penguin because you admitted to nicking a penguin in your book yep he's also he's also been uh, done time in jail in Singapore as well for match fixing which uh, quite a life yeah he didn't actually he wasn't actually guilty hence the reason he's out now but uh, yeah he was he was accused of it and spent time in uh, in jail um so if here's you're out for, there, kids, penguin yeah. theft, don't do, yeah, don't, don't do it. Don't do just it. Don't do it. Just say no. Or, or match fixing. Um, <clears throat> here's a good one for you, mate. So this one's a quote and I want you to guess who said the quote. It's sort of goalkeeper related because it mentions a goalkeeper. But it's just right. a bit of a weird quote. So uh, the quote is, football is a fertility festival. 11 sperm trying to get into The egg. I really feel sorry for the goalkeeper.
1: Can I just ask? Am I looking for someone from the world of football, or say no, a no, philosopher?
0: No. no, it's not someone from the world of football. It is a female, and she might be referred to as a philosopher, but only by mega fans. Generally known for being a singer.
1: Crikey, um...
0: bit weird. Big in the 90s.
1: I'm going to go with Caprice, because I remember she was quoted in that article about when Man United won in the FA Cup. Oh, yeah, I remember saying that. Saying that it was a disgrace, so right. I don't know. I feel like Caprice might have said that.
0: It's not It's not bad logic behind it, but the answer is actually Bjork. Oh,
1: Arame says Bjork no. is quite strange.
0: Yeah, very strange. Um, I saw
1: her live at All Points East Festival in London and she was very good, yeah. but I'm not sure I've ever needed a wee so much. <laughs> and I just, we were right at the front and there was no way oh, to kind of look, get back through the crowd to the low. Should have just got it and, out and had a wee. And then, yeah, and then come back out, but I just, I didn't want to kind of just whip it out, but I was thinking this is great, but it, it'd be much better if... Wouldn't burst uh,
0: in for I reckon a piss. you'd get away with that in like a big crowd in a festival, maybe in a bottle? I don't reckon anyone would be looking,
1: they'll be looking at
0: the stage, wouldn't they I, I
1: can't <clears> go back <throat> and redo it now, anyways. <laughs> oh, so, no, that's There we are.
0: Is uh, is this question, mate? I think you'll get this one which uh, goalkeeper, ex goalkeeper, has taken to Twitter on recent years to champion sex workers?
1: Oh, Neville Southall. Yes. And adult go, babies. Lady. Yes. Yeah. God,
0: I finally really? got one. Yeah. Um, the adult babies.
1: It went, it went wrong and he got loads of backlash and he did a tweet that just said the adult baby takeover <laughs> is off.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, amazing. Yeah, I know. He, I heard that he let... Um, like a load of prostitutes and sex workers uh, take over his Twitter account, didn't he, To answer he questions and stuff. Um, I'm just trying to find the quote now, because <clears throat> I know in this article, it's in The Guardian. He says, oh, Piers Morgan is a massive cock. Um, but I'm trying to find the bit where he gets, he goes really deep into uh, sex workers, and it's quite a weird quote. Well, that's it. It says... Um, how often how, uh, people listen because they're genuinely interested? How often do you get a chance to listen to a sex worker or ask them questions? Uh, people engage positively and sensibly. I've got a bit of flack because I stick up for sex workers. Some people think I'm supporting the of a kin of women. That's stupid. It could be your mum. Your daughter, your sister, your brother—you don't know who's doing sex work. And I just was reading that, and I just thought, oh, cheers, cheers, Neville. You've now put into the uh, into my mind that my mum could be a secret sex worker.
1: I mean, you sent me a video the other day of your dad brandishing a bunch of twenty-pound notes. <laughs> yeah. That's now true, I yeah. don't, I don't want to make any um, <laughs> assumptions about how he made that money, but.
0: No, that's true, mate. Yeah, I mean, I know yeah. times are hard. In uh, he in is, ma- but... maybe
1: he is keeping the man of Medway happy. Who knows?
0: <laughs> well, yeah. I don't know. But, don't know if happy is the word. You've not seen my mum, but uh, <laughs> there's uh, yeah. Was, no, I, uh, meant, was I meant
1: your dad. I meant your dad was on the game. Oh God, that's, my no. <laughs>
0: that's even worse. Um. Yeah, it's just a bit of a weird uh, weird quote there, isn't it? You know, just Neville Southall taking on to Twitter and uh, going for it with weird sort of like... I don't know, he's just become a bit of a character, isn't he? I, I quite like Neville Southall, well, yeah, don't get me wrong. I think, I think he's, quite he's
1: got a good heart.
0: Yeah, but I just think he's a little bit misguided sometimes in some of the things that he does. I don't know. But yeah, he's quite, he's quite entertaining, put it that way. Don't
1: let the adult babies
0: take over. It's not the name The Adult baby takeover is off. Excellent. Damn, I, d- a-
1: I, think I, I think I, saw them on the uh, like the small tent at Glastonbury one year. The adult baby takeover. Brilliant. Being, uh, yeah. Playing
0: psychedelic rock. L- latest indie band of uh, twenty twenty. I've got, a, I've got a, another quote here for you, mate. Uh, you might be able to get this one. Uh, and then we've only got two questions left, so we're nearly there. Um, who said, Don't try to beat the keeper, try to destroy the keeper.
1: So it's got to be a striker, and it's probably also got to be a sociopath.
0: So, well, um, definitely, a, definitely a sociopath, but maybe not a striker. someone who used to absolutely wallop the ball. Ooh. Quite surprised when I read it because he never used to say much in his post-match interviews.
1: Uh, people who don't say much in a post-match interview—I'm going to go with Paul Strolls.
0: It's not—it's not far off, mate. Similar position, Steven Gerrard. Huh. So
1: yeah,
0: it's a bit of a fair of playing.
1: Of a... yeah, he did. I should, yeah. I mean, you gave me good clues. He didn't usually say much in interviews and he did absolutely fucking wallop the ball. So, yeah.
0: And he's de- he's definitely an animal. So, uh, and, yeah, no he did
1: punch, so. punch a DJ for not playing Phil Collins.
0: That's true, yeah. yeah, yeah allegedly. Yeah, no, just, so it, it, I think
1: that I, I, I <coughs>
0: to be honest. Um, right, this one here, mate. The last two I think you'll get. Um because no they're, pressure, fairly no sort of, they're, they're fairly sort of infamous uh, stories amongst the goalkeeping community. Right. So, who got sent to play Sunday League for AC Hunters FC by Brian Clough whilst at Forest? The team was Simon Clough, Brian Clough's son's team that he played so at. So, keeper
1: who was at Forest.
0: Yeah. Uh I'll give you another go. Mark Farsley? So
1: think-
0: <clears throat> yes. Okay. You got it. Right. You got it, mate. Yeah, so apparently he was... Uh, they had a couple of runs of games, so all the goalkeepers were injured. Cluffy put him on, to I think his debut was against Liverpool. They beat them, and they beat Newcastle, and then maybe someone else in the cup. And he was 18 at the time. Brian Clough thought he was getting too big for his boots because he'd been in the team that won three times when he was only 18. So he made him play Sunday League football with his son.
1: <laughs> that's quite something uh, I will also say sorry, forget about Mark Crosley he played in the game when United won 8-1 at Forest in 99 and United had nine shots on target all game <laughs> <Brilliant>. <laughs> so maybe, maybe he should have stayed in Sunday league
0: brilliant um, this last one mate you'll definitely get who pissed on the uh, goalposts to lift the curse that was put on the team before his testimonial.
1: Uh, before his testimonial, so no Barry Fry what? pissed all over the pitch, but it's not uh, him. Uh, oh, mental keepers. I'm
0: thinking Genslaine. it was before Genslaine. his. Before his testimonial. Hang on a minute. Let me just double check because I don't want to be uh... before this season. Uh... Yeah. So. Uh... <clears throat> He pissed on the on the goalposts, uh, and it lifted the curse that was on the team. Uh, so it's during his testimonial, um, and it lifted the curse on a team that had never previously won the Premier League. But then, but he did he wasn't in the team that won it. So let me just make this click because this is quite confusing. So a witch doctor put a spell on the club during his testimonial, which which has prevented this team from winning the Premier League. He pissed on the goalposts recently and they won the Premier League. He lifted the curse, and he won the they won the Premier League after this was done.
1: I'm trying to
0: like give me. a... Uh, so it's a team that's recently won the recently, Premier League.
1: Recently, I don't know, Allison. But why would he have a testimonial? I'm sorry. No, yeah. It,
0: yeah. So it's an old test. So the club has been cursed ever since his testimonial all these years ago. Oh, uh, Bruce Grobbelaar. That's why they. Yeah. 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 Okay. So apparently, sorry, you had to
1: give me about seven clues before <laughs> I finally understood the question. No, no, no. Um, sorry,
0: Because it was quite, a, the way I worded it was quite difficult. It's the way the headline was written. It didn't really make sense without me giving the answer away. Do you, do but, you know uh, that yeah. Bruce
1: Rubberler killed a man in combat?
0: I couldn't believe it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. When he was in <laughs> there, he had to do his national service in Zimbabwe. And yeah,
0: I can definitely believe that.
1: Apparently, killed a man, according to him.
0: Yeah, I, I can believe that's, uh, that's true because those places are quite harsh and he is a bit of a nutter, isn't he?
1: I'm going to double check that after the show though, in case it isn't true yes, and I not, yeah, it could be to Bruce Gravelar of murder uh, in which case we might have some problems. Um,
0: Liable. Yeah, you don't want the uh, Bath City scenario all over again, do you?
1: Certainly don't. <laughs> but what a brilliant <laughs> quiz. It put my <laughs> usual very silly quizzes to shame because it was very well researched so well done i'm gonna have to up my game um with the next don't,
0: one yeah don't definitely don't give me any quizzes like that mate because i'll uh i'll definitely not get them right i'll Talking, get you can- um, sorry carry on i was gonna say at least you got some 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 points there i think you got about four or five points yeah towards
1: the yeah, end okay. towards the end yeah yeah. Um, talking, though, of other people who've been involved in acts of violence, I sent you this story um, just before the show, I don't know if you've seen it yet, but uh, right there's a bin man in Scotland who was fired after kicking the head off a
0: kid's oh, yeah. and
1: refusing to apologise.
0: Yeah, I saw um, that. I saw, I saw a tweet about it. Someone was saying it's a class war.
1: I do think it's a stupid thing to sack someone for, but also don't kick a snowman in the head in front of a small child. But I love the guy's quotes, the guy who got sacked. Uh, Callum Woodhouse has offered to build a family, a new snowman instead, and argued they knew it was not going to be there forever. (laughs) Uh, Fair enough. Uh, No shame. And he said, I don't think I have to say I'm sorry. The snowman was obstructing my path. I decided to kick it because I didn't think it was going to hurt anyone's feelings. I don't think that snowmen have feelings. <laughs> That's a man who has never watched the snowman with allergies. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, clearly it was going to that. melt and snow again. I didn't think it would make such an impact on a 3-year-old kid. Brilliant.
0: Um, yeah. But the thing I like most sacked, about that. Yeah. The, the thing the thing I like most about that is that uh, a bin man has been sacked. There's a massive pun that they've missed there in the headline. Oh yeah, <laughs> he's been. I wonder if that's where the saying comes from. Because, like, if you lost your job back in the day, you had to go and be a bin man or something.
1: Maybe, or maybe you used to get your letter in the post with the sack.
0: Yeah, or sack. Something. sack yeah, something. To, oh, I don't know. Something. I like, have to look into that. It's another quiz.
1: But, yeah, uh, how do you feel about the concept that snowmen don't have feelings?
0: Uh, it's challenging my world view, mate, to be honest. I, you know, I'm uh, struggling to believe that they don't have feelings. Me too, mate. You know, if they go through the trouble of putting on a tie or whatever, why would they not have feelings? But, you
1: know, Absolutely. Just Justice for snowmen. Um Yeah. Another news story, um, a slightly more racy one, which uh, oh. obviously is in the Daily Star. Sex mad woman caught romping in COVID quarantine hotel with staff worker.
0: Dear, oh dear. What, uh, was what in, hotel was this?
1: This was in <laughs> <laughs> this was in New Zealand actually. Um, oh. Where uh, so any new visitor that has to stay in the COVID hotel for. 14 days and apparently not get bonked. Um, but yeah, one Brilliant. woman said, um, so clearly a little bored with her stay, uh, decided to liven things up with what the authorities are describing as an inappropriate encounter. Um, Which, if you don't understand, um, like oblique bits of phrasing, means she got shagged. Um, and yeah, apparently she was passing flirtatious notes to a member of hotel staff. Then she ordered a bottle of wine on room service, and when the man—this is the news story quotes, so I won't take credit for this—and when the man delivered her order, it appears he gave her a little something
0: extra. Oh yeah, just reading that bit now. <laughs> yeah, but some. I good... wonder how that. Uh, wonder how that came about then. So, just you know, playing the scenario out here. The 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 bellboy or whatever he is, the room service bloke walks in with a bottle of wine. What do you reckon's going on there? Do you reckon she's laid out on the bedspread eagle saying, oh, you know.
1: Yeah, and there's a penguin a in the on. bath watching them.
0: Yeah, where is it, well, in New in Zealand. Zealand.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, New Zealand's COVID-19 response minister, Chris Hipkins, told reporters, I cannot control the actions of every individual, but we absolutely make clear what the rules are, and when people breach the rules, there are consequences. I didn't inquire specifically the nature of the encounter, but there was Brilliant. a twenty-minute encounter that was enough for me to know that it was unacceptable. So what oh, he's yeah. basically saying is, yeah, that's that's long enough for a fresh egg.
0: If he wore a mask, though, because you can't catch it through the knob, can you? You can't catch COVID of the cock. So if they both no, wore but, masks. but I,
1: I suppose, hmm. but I think it's the fact that it would be. I mean, unless you are johnny sins it's difficult to (laughs) shag someone whilst most of your body is 1.5
0: meters away i suppose yeah Mm. just trying to think of the logistics here you could you know bend her over sort of stay upright so your head's not near us because it's an airborne disease so you're not going to catch it from licking her back or anything like that no
1: No. you're not you're not (laughs) Um, i've seen that in the official guidelines back licking fine
0: Unless she was uh, extremely cross-eyed and her tears rolled down her back uh, when she cried, <laughs> and managed to get a bit of bodily fluid there, but besides that, uh, I, I
1: think I think you would be unlucky if that happened to you. If that Do you know what the?
0: Uh, I'd love that if there was a follow-up article and it says the irony is the hotel worker has now had to self-isolate with the woman, uh, and they've basically just been shagging the whole time.
1: Yeah, that
0: would be good. Sadly, <laughs> that doesn't appear to be the case. It's a bit, anno- bit annoying, really. To be honest, I mean, at least in New Zealand, when they're breaking lockdown, they you, you know they've got some sex mad woman luring them into the bedroom. Over here, you've just got fat middle aged women saying, "I'm exempt from wearing a mask in the co op." Rather than you know, it's a bit annoying, isn't
1: it? Why yeah, can't we have it's that? Disappointing, I know. Totally understand. Um, (laughs) So, Luke, I have a question for you. Uh, Can you give me the number that I'm going to omit from this headline? Indiana man arrested for drunk driving for the what number, time?
0: Oh, if there's anything like Florida, man, it'll be in double figures. Okay, Uh, what are you saying? I, I reckon 14th. Up. 23rd. Very close. Indiana man arrested oh. for drug
1: driving for the 24th time. Oh
0: brilliant. What what was his uh, what was his reasoning?
1: So now all I've got here is that he was stopped Monday afternoon after other drivers called 911 to report his dangerous driving. He was so intoxicated he couldn't even try and do the test. Um, and they determined it was his 24th drunk driving arrest since 1994, which was the last year he held a valid driver's license. That's basically a
0: drunk driving arrest a year. For, yeah, he's, he, he's yeah. consistent, given that. Do you reckon the authorities know him as well? Like, oh, here he is. It's uh, John, 48 yeah, yeah. year old oh, Tony, Tony Hansen. Tony Anson, here he is, here's Tony, pissed up again.
1: They've uh, probably got, you know, like where you have your school photos when you were a kid and yeah. they're all like, you're one year older in each of them, I bet they've got those up. At got the that. Population. Yeah, yeah,
0: they've
1: yeah, got one that, from every year from when he was 24 till now.
0: Got, they've got two calendars worth of, of uh, mug shots for him. Do one a month for two years.
1: I what I would buy, if like a police force did it as a charity thing, a criminal yeah. mugshot calendar. Yeah. Imagine if it was like, oh, it's Marge, <coughs> it's Gary, the, I don't know, Pedo. arsonist. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Remember, remember Johnny burnt down the local netto? There he is. He's on January. Happy New Year. Yeah, be I yeah, I that. Yeah, I'd buy one. i tell you about that time that I had to sell uh, naked calendars of the local rugby team. <laughs> yes, charity. but I don't think you've told <laughs> this on the pod. So <clears throat> it's where my uh, bloke that I've worked with was like, "Oh yeah, I can get us uh, free tickets for Plymouth Albion rugby team." So I was like, "Oh, nice one. Yeah, we'll go there and have a have a few uh, ales and watch the rugby." So that sounds all right. He goes, oh, yeah, uh, get there a little bit earlier, though, so I've got time to meet you. I was like, yeah, yeah, no worries. So I got there about, I don't know, 40 minutes early, and he goes, oh, uh, yeah, we got given the tickets for free because uh, we're doing this for charity. I was like, what? And he just produces, like, a stack of calendars of the rugby team, naked. He's (laughs) like, oh, yeah, they're – tenner a piece uh, just try and sell as many as you can when, when you no say
1: tech when you say tenner <coughs> apples, does that mean for yeah, every not, calendar or for every per, piece because otherwise that's piece, a very not expensive per, calendar
0: not yeah not per piece uh, it's literally tenner a calendar but right. uh yeah i had to sell them to people on the way in and that was embarrassing because you had like blokes and stuff i was going oh do you want to buy this for your wife Oh, yeah. In the end, we sort of—I think we took about—I don't know, 120 quid or something between us. I would. Then, that's uh, pretty good.
1: I mean, I yeah. would embrace it. I'd go for it. I'd just be shouting like, "Knobs, get your knobs! Get, massive get your knobs. hairy bollocks!"
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, scrum, scrummy, scrum half on September. Now, uh, we we sold quite. You know, I think we sold like say 120 quid worth. But the worst thing is, is it was. I only knew him and then I was like, oh, uh, come into the tent and the bloke who was doing the, uh, who was organising the charity thing was like, oh, uh, do you want a drink to, to me and my mate? And we was like, uh, yeah, all right then. Um, my mate was like, he, he looked at me and I just assumed that there was, like, oh, do you want a drink? I assumed it would be like, you know, do you want a, a beer? So I was like, yeah, all right, I'll have a pint of Guinness or whatever. And uh, my mate said, Oh, I'll, uh, I'll have a Coke. And I felt like a massive liberty for asking for a Guinness when he was just getting a Coke. I thought, Oh, shit. Did... Was he. No, expecting... I think
1: that's reasonable. You've sold a lot of calendars.
0: Yeah. And then and then the worst thing is, like I say, I only knew him, my mate, and all the other people there that I didn't really know. Uh, and he just went, he just took a phone call halfway through and went, Oh, I've got, got to go now. Just left me with all these random people, and I was like, "Oh shit, this is a bit awkward." But, when uh, you
1: were watching, the, so I assume you went to watch the game afterwards. Were you able yeah. to identify the players from their <coughs> vintage snaps? You were like,
0: "Oh, that uh, must be," you
1: know, "that must be the wind, death, the one with the big bulge." It's Mister
0: Mister August. Yeah, no, yeah. I uh, I didn't look in the calendar because they were all sealed. So, uh, okay. I had little pictures I had the little pictures on the back, but right, I t- I tried to. Get rid of the image as quickly as possible and just watch the rugby afterwards. And to be honest, I didn't really watch that much of it because it absolutely pissed it down. And I had to go in the tent and uh, we were just watching it through, like, I don't know if you know what I'm talking about with these, like, beer tents that have got like a bit of see through plastic as a window that you yeah, can't yeah, really yeah, see what you mean, out yeah. of. Yeah. Yeah. And everyone was watching a game of rugby through one of those windows. It's like, oh, can you tell what's going on? Oh, uh, that's annoying. Yeah, Yeah, it was a bit. Yeah, I, um, why,
1: yeah. Talking of sport, though, this was sadly uh, not a game I could attend. I went to um, visit a mate of mine who lives in Cowder earlier, or Gowder to use the English pronunciation, home of the cheese, um, and <coughs> his, his support's Excelsior, and they were playing FC Dan Bosch. It ended four all, and all of uh, Den Bosch's goals was scored by my favorite player, Luke. Jeers, the camp,
0: yes. So, so, are they back to winning ways then?
1: We ended four all, so
0: oh, maybe not then,
1: maybe soon. But, uh, but,
0: uh, but I mean, yeah, have they won a game since we last spoke about them because they were on a horrendous run?
1: They weren't, no, they haven't, they still only won two all season. Jesus but... Christ. With the power of Jizz, um, yeah, you know, I, th- I think you could get them out of a sticky situation,
0: that's all I'm saying. Jizzy, it reminds me, I've told I've mentioned this before, and I about uh, Janajai when he was uh, uh, yes. uh when, when the when the subtitles came up, Janet Jizz Jiz, Jam, brilliant. So, uh, it's probably the best football in name ever, Jizz yeah, it is, I
1: think. Do you know the story about Adnan Yanazai and Nando's?
0: No, go on.
1: Oh, okay. Um, I'm just getting oh. a link up for this, but it was when he was at United in 2014. So he took a model, I believe, on a date to Nando's. He turned up in his club tracksuit. His mum had Brilliant. given him a lift. And then I think he asked this woman to spit the bill. Oh, sorry, no. She was treated to a meal at Nando's, but only after she paid £5 for parking. (laughs) Janazar was also criticized for wearing jogging bottoms and red trainers while his apparent unwillingness to splash out on the alleged date saw him teased by the paper. The woman said, I've never met anyone so stingy in my life. I was so excited for the date. We met on a social network site and I got all dressed up and even got my makeup done, costing me 30 quid. I expected him to come to me in a flashy car, but I ended up driving him about in my old blue Fiesta and I was left to pay and display. Then he said he was taking Amazing. me to Nando's. My face fell.
0: Brilliant. Do you know the best thing about that is someone's met a footballer on social media and actually gone to meet him. I mean, I've watched enough nonce things in my time on YouTube. I was just about to that say, that I
1: mean, t- that's what happened
0: to that's what happened. Dangerous scenario there. Like you say, that's yeah, imagine if that's what happened to bold nonce. I mean that's what happened to Adam Johns. <laughs> uh, yeah. but yeah, I, like, to be honest,
1: I have sympathy with Adnan Yanazai, to be honest. Yeah. I think if anyone buys you a Nando's, you've got to be happy with that. I,
0: yeah, you pay parking. What's the, uh, what's the issue?
1: I'll get the Nando's. And here we go. Andros Townsend also saw fit to back his fellow professional in memorable fashion on Twitter tweeting Nando's was too classy for her. I would have bought her a Freddo and sent her packing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Oh, excellent. Yeah, spent the uh, well, to be fair, Freddo's a 15p a go now. So, you know, scratch it out. But yes, that's brilliant, mate. I can't believe that. Nando's seems to be like the go-to uh, go-to dinner for footballers, doesn't it? Or footballers or grime artists. seem to just love Try Nando's, think. didn't they?
1: Yeah, I quite um, like
0: Nando's. I
1: think it's, I think it's
0: overrated. It's tasty, but it's overrated, isn't it? You know, the way I like people Nando's. go mad. I, mem- I remember when I first went to Nando's, I was well disappointed. Because I was like, yeah, just put your own sauce on. I was like, oh, I thought but that was the, the whole
1: ups- idea of this. Yeah, but the upside of that is you can choose exactly how much sauce
0: you want. Yeah, but I thought it was like, oh, yeah, you go Nando's and you get really spicy chicken. So I was like, yeah, I'll have uh, a bit of spicy chicken. They brought it out and it was just a bit of cooked chicken with a little bit of spice on it. And I was like, oh, what about the sauce in that? I thought it'd come with, like, all sauce on it and stuff. And I was like, no, just put your own sauce on. I was like, oh. Basically like going to uh, a harvester on a chicken night.
1: Um no, I'm not having that. Not having that.
0: <laughs> the um, only good thing about the only good thing about Nando's right is what uh, them little things called that you get? They're like a little it's like a little egg tart that you can get up for afters. Looks like a little egg custard. But it's Portuguese and really sweet.
1: Oh yeah, I can't remember. I can't remember the name of them. Um, but it's like a custody tart thing. Yeah.
0: Yeah, Liddles have started selling them in their well, bakery. But yeah, they're well nice. That's the only good thing about Nando's. I'd, mu- a... I'd much, ra- I'd much rather have KFC, mate.
1: What a string of terrible <laughs> opinions. Um, <laughs> anyway, much
0: rather have that- chick chick king at tottenham is
1: that i mean tottenham has a like a cheese bar now doesn't
0: it apparently the vip bar. apparently so mate yeah i've not been to the new ground yet but uh yeah apparently there's a whole like little section i know they've got the longest i'm sure i read somewhere but they've got the longest bar uh i don't know i think it's in the country like as in length of an actual bar yeah. It's, the, it's the entire width of a pitch, apparently.
1: I wonder if you cloned him and lined him up like head to toe, one after the other. I wonder how many Denver bars you could fit in the bar.
0: Brilliant. I, I think so. I,
1: emi- I might email Spurs and ask and see if they how can long let is. me know how. Yeah, how long it is, and then I can
0: divide it by Denver bars. Divide it height. by Denver
1: bars. Yeah. But it would be good if I can ask the club just to see if, as a courtesy, they would do that yeah. for me. Anyway, I
0: reckon you should email Daniel Levy, mate, and say, uh, look, I've got an experiment that I'm trying to complete here. I'm trying to work out how many Denver bars I can fit into I'm your... I'm working
1: with some unlicensed Chinese
0: scientists. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're trying to work this out. Can you let me know? And Daniel Levy would just reply and say uh, yes, but the answer will cost you yeah. 40, 40 million <laughs> quid <laughs> plus Harry Winks on loan for 18 months.
1: I always do the same dad joke about Harry Winks, of course. Harry Winks, when he scores his 39 siblings, will be pleased. <laughs> Great dad joke, i
0: Brilliant. Luke, do you Excellent.
1: have any more, any more news or weirdness?
0: Um, trying to think. Let me just have a little a uh, look through. I don't think I have, but I'm trying to think if there's anything that um popped up that was strange in the world. Uh, I don't think I've got any more sort of strangeness, mate. There probably was a few things I've just. Forgotten about to be honest. Um, there's something that I thought, oh, yeah, we'll definitely talk about that on the pod. Oh, the only uh, the only thing that we was gonna talk about that uh, I forgot to mention was we've uh, unearthed a bit of a theory about Michael Hutchins' death. If you remember. yes, we have, we have. <laughs> <laughs> we uh, we found a picture of, I think, this big Duncan Ferguson strangling Stefan Freund. Oh, is it uh, Stefan Freund? I was trying to work I, out who it. it was also I think, Spurs. I think that's who it is. Yeah, I think that's who it is. I'm sure he played for Leicester. Um, but, yeah, we found that. And got to say, it looks almost identical to the way Michael Hutchins died, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, we're
1: not saying that Duncan Ferguson killed Michael Hutchins, but we're just
0: saying, that, you know. All we're he, saying is that, that the act of follow the Duncan Ferguson. Yeah, the acts of uh, yeah, he was he was at Leicester City on loan. Stephen Fry is the last place he played. Um, but all, all we can say is that act of um, violence by Duncan Ferguson could have triggered. Big Mike for his uh, final wank. That's all we're Even saying. Even though it happened
1: several years later.
0: We, well, all I'm saying is he was a vision, The people say he was a visionary, didn't they? You yeah. could have seen that coming. I suppose so. I suppose <laughs> so. <laughs> not write anything the, out. I don't write, I don't write the rules here, mate. I'm just saying. You know. Anything's possible in these times.
1: That's the point. Um, Before we go, would you like one last Dimitri Kari? In fact, go on. He was sent off on his uh, debut for non league club Hornchurch in 2002. So there you go.
0: Brilliant. Brilliant. I'll take that one to the grave.
1: Great stuff. (laughs) As always, it has been a pleasure. Um, Thank you if you've been listening. We hope you've enjoyed this as always. Uh, Lou, thank you very much for an excellent quiz this week, got to be said.
0: You're welcome, mate. I enjoyed making it.
1: And I enjoyed answering most of the questions incorrectly. Um, (laughs) But yeah, awesome. So I will catch you later.
0: Yeah, see you later on, mate. Thank you. you. Bye. Bye. Bye.